Patriots, and it's the end of Monday, March 20th in the year 2023. And a lot of things we're going to look at tonight. We're in a really interesting time. And that time is really being dictated a lot by our relationship and what we're willing to commit to working in that space of trusting in God and the future that we want to see come about. We have to plan as though kingdom is here and coming. I think that's so important right now. One of the things we also have to prepare for is the shortfalls that are in going to come. That's not even a question. And some of that is going to be food because that's what happens is when they start controlling the food supply. So make sure you have a good supply of emergency food, those things that you can count on in any time that are, have long shelf life that are you can throw in the car if you have to mobilize. And the best place to get those is My Patriot Supply. Patriots, the world is getting more and more dangerous every single day. You can feel it. That's why I definitely recommend stocking up on emergency food. You know you're going to need this food someday, so get it now before it's too late. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. When you do, you'll also get $200 worth of rugged survival gear as a free bonus. You'll need this gear when things fall apart, the grid goes down, and any other time you need to fend for yourself. To see what you get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order to make sure everybody in your family is fully prepared. Act now and sleep better knowing your family won't suffer when disaster strikes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and enjoy free shipping too. MyPatriotSupply.com. Don't delay. This offer won't last forever. Patriots, as I've always said, personal sovereignty begins with food security. MyPatriotSupply.com. Check it out. MyPatriotSupply.com. Good company, by the way. Great company. I'll tell you, um, let's start with Colossians 1.13. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Our lives, have, to a large degree, have been fairly casual and to a certain degree careless. And we're not in a world like that now. What we're living in now is an increasing level of accountability and a place that we have to start being focused on the intention of how we're going to live and how we're going to live and how we are going to live. That means our focus needs to be more and more through the lens of of the word. And as we are told, life rests in the, we have words give the power of life and death. Much of this game that's being played with these headlines and the transgender garbage and even just the way that these secret societies work is always to invert things and to turn things into stuff that we end up unintentionally creating contracts or cracks in our armor with the demonic realm. We have the most amazing Father. He loves us infinitely, and he loves us to such a degree that he's given us free will to choose in our life. But that doesn't mean we have free will to be careless. We become lax, as God's been stripped away from every aspect of our society, and he has. We are seeing what happens in a society that steps away from God and is left to wander in a desert without him. And the forces that seek to vulturize humanity have had a heyday with their prey. Without having an ability to filter life through the lens of Father, to gain the wisdom and for us to realize that we are literally nothing without him. But yet, this demonic world that we're in promotes the idea through our ego and fanning our, our, our egos and our concept of independence that somehow that we are greater than he and we too can become gods. 
again. We're nothing without him. And without that relationship and understanding, these times become very tough. John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from you, apart from me, you can do nothing. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, I guess we could honestly say that maybe we could make a little variation on that. Apart from me, you could believe you're a man when you're a woman. Apart from me, you could believe that you're a dog instead of a human. Apart from me, and you can see where that goes. We separate ourselves from God and we fall. And it is the mighty fall, one that if we don't recover, ends us in that eternal lake of fire. Our world right now is working overtime. And I say our world, those the, the monsters in power, these psychopaths, are working overtime to try to promote the fears and the craziness in all their headlines. I touched on some of this last hour. And, it, and the point is that the headlines, the more you read them, you realize how focused they are on one group of people, the elites. We have very little issue or very little coverage on local issues. We don't hear about homeless and we don't very seldom, especially not in national health headlines. We don't hear much about homeless or local measures, for example, like in Portland where they're buying out an entire Marriott to house them and give them $2,000 a month UBI. We don't get much coverage on fentanyl deaths. We don't get much coverage on the perverts in our schools other than what patriots cover. We're normalizing a way of language to where transgenderism, this whole idea of gender plurality is becoming normal. And while we're saying we don't want to be part of it, it's becoming part of our culture. We're not stopping the problem. We're just simply saying we're rejecting it. But in the process of letting it settle into our culture, it's becoming part of the way of life, whether we like it or not. We are going to be held accountable for how we operate in this world. This world was given to us to steward. And I wouldn't say we're getting an A-plus on that one. And unfortunately, there's too many people that are waiting for the end. This isn't the way it's going to play out. God's going to work through us, and we have to pull up our bootstraps and do the hard work. That means on the ground. That means engaging with people. That means doing the work to bring the ministry that the church is keeping within the walls into the streets. I said this quote over yesterday and last week, and the quote was, it's a variation. I'm just going to basically, what, what the speaker said at the end of the Portland conference is that when the Antifa came to town, the pastors buckled themselves and preached inside the, the walls of the temple while Antifa evangelized the word of the father of lies on the streets. They cannot have that upper hand. And what's amazing is how many people are afraid of this. Why would we be afraid? The Holy Spirit walks with us. And when we're listening to him, the problem that we end up with when we're, is when we don't listen to him. But when we're listening to him, Listening to Father, he's with us in everything we do, and he's listening all the time. The question is, are we listening enough to respond to what he's asking us to do, or do we even know how to hear him? When we start doing our own ideas, we're separating from him, and that's a walk that can be pretty difficult. And that comes a lot from our arrogance and our inability to really connect deeply with him. There is nothing more important right now than building an intimate relationship in Jesus and with our Father. So important right now. Because that intimate connection is truly in these words, for apart from me, you can do nothing. What does that look like? 
when we, if you're going to pray and not hear Father, what does that look like to you? For apart from me, you can do nothing. How do you know that you're walking with him if you can't hear him? And yet he's talking all the time in his various forms that he communicates. Part of what we have to be working on now is listening for the nudge, for that ability to refine and to build that connection with him to where we do hear him. It becomes clear. We quit second-guessing. Our minds are so programmed to doubt, to deny, to tell us that, no, you didn't really hear that. That programming has to be destroyed. And the only way you can destroy it is to start working hard to listen taking some chance and getting out of the comfort zones and discovering what that true voice is. And the part of that is getting into the world and responding to those nudges that God gives us. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the adversary and gathered from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desert region. They did not find a way to be an inhabited city. They were hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted within them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He delivered them out of their distress. He led them also by a straight way to go to an inhabited city. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. For he has satisfied their thirsty soul, and the hungry soul he has filled with what is good. Sounds a whole lot like where we are right now. Wandering, so many wandering, unable to find their way. Feeling faint in the soul. And it's at that desperate moment that they call out that God comes. We haven't got to that desperate moment yet. We're just in pregame. And what's ramping up, and I think everybody can feel it, is something that's going to be extremely significant. No one really knows what it is. The plans that these people have made, they're not going to share, other than to tell you that trust the plan. What plan? Whose plan? But they won't give you details. They share nothing with you. Make America great. Build back better. All these things. What does that mean? Strange, empty euphemisms that have no substance. We want substance, we go to the word. We want wisdom, we go to the word. We want to understand what the plans of men are, we go to the word. And in this, it's not about prophecy. It's about reading the wisdom that God gives us in the book, marinating in those words and understanding that he has given us understanding for any time and any place, any event. Because it's in the book, the Bible. We are in a point right now when God is raising his army. So many things are happening that are never going to be identified by a media that's a seditious media. Psychopathic control agent is what it is. But God's moving so many pieces simultaneously. We're looking for this big flash in the sky too many times, or we look for the chariots with fire to come out to solve the world's problems, not realizing that God's mobilizing his people to position them, to prepare them. And the words that are so important is to prepare. Prepare as you are now, as if you have unlimited resources from heaven, because it's coming. But you have to commit and listen to the where God wants you to be. You have to follow that gift and talent of where God is and wants you to be. And open your hearts to where he's speaking to you. Because he's preparing to unleash his army. And we're all part of it. So more than ever right now, pray in and ask God where he wants you. 
Listen closely to what he's telling you. Such important times. And it's not time to waste. It's not time to hate. It's not time to be worried about things that you can't control. Each of us has a purpose right now. And when we're wringing our hands and consternating over stuff that we have no control over, we're wasting the place of our gift and talent. I love these things I run into and I talk to people and they'll be like, well, God's put on my heart to pray for the world. All right, maybe that's true. But I don't really think that's true. I think that's an excuse more than it is truth. When people dig in and realize that God wants each of us active, present, working, preparing, listening to him as he guides us, and we're starting to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, life changes a whole bunch. We get out of the safe zones because the Holy Spirit's not going to keep you in safety. It's going to push you out into the world to take the risks that are necessary to bring God's world word into the kingdom. We all like to get into these ruts, ruts where we become comfortable and routine. We get into the ruts of thinking about formulating our opinion or our, our bias or our judgment against others. God loves everybody. He's trying to bring everybody home, but he also knows that everybody has a choice. And yet we're forming judgments all the time. We have to break it all down. And we break it all down by leaning into him deeper and harder in prayer, asking him for guidance, listening closely, paying attention to the little things, that little nudge in your gut, that little touch on your shoulder, that little passing thought that seems like, oh, I'll ignore that. We've been so deeply programmed not to listen to him. We're big. Our big challenge is learning how to listen once again. And as we do, we begin to realize our true purpose. Look, Satan's afraid of us. He's not able to dominate us. We all know God's won this. But we have a process here to work through. Father can change the direction of things in a flash. But there is a process we have to go through as we mature, as we are refined in the furnace of fire, of refinement. And as we do get there, as we start to go there and get closer, the challenges that are put before us become an amazing experience in this walk that we're in. This is a most amazing time to live in. And with all its craziness and all its insanity, it's also one of the most comedic times I've ever been around. I literally sat down tonight after a whole day of driving, about six hours, coming back from Yuba City, just enjoying a beautiful trip, beautiful scenery, great conversations on the phone, fantastic conversations with, with Jesus, going along, seeing the world through a lens of just beauty and glory and the perfection that God makes. And you sit down and you look at the headlines and you literally have to just laugh. It's like, literally, you just ask yourself, it's like, are people really going to suck down that soup of diarrhea? Because it's all it is. And it's all intended for the singular purpose of keeping us in a state that we can't connect deeply with him. It's all intended to fuel those places of anger, judgment, hatred. Start visualizing that we're going to have to go to war and kill each other. They want that. Trust me, there's evil. And evil must be dealt with harshly. But it's not where you think it is. It sure as heck isn't where we keep looking. but we'll spend more time in that space of evil than we spend in the glory of God's word. And we'll spend a lot of time in that place of darkness and thinking about war and trying to figure out what we're going to do to fight instead of thinking about that place of healing and love and nurturing and building strength in the unity in the body of Christ. This thing is so an, such an easy war to win truly is. It is an easy war to win. If we had the resolve to let go of our own frustrations, anchors, hooks, anxiety, anger, hatred, whatever we have, 
And they're just, they're just spiritual hooks is all we're dealing with, things that anchor us down into this earth world. But we revel in it. Think to yourself, how many times do you get up and say, I feel great, Lord. And even when you have pains, how many times do you get up and say, Lord, thank you for this amazing day. Thank you for who I am. Thank you for the, the perfection in this body. But I'll tell you what, we have a whole bunch of time we're like, oh, this hurts. Oh, I feel garbage. Oh, I didn't get in a good night's sleep. Oh, man, do I need my coffee? I'm so tired. Oh, man, this has been a long day. Oh, my goodness, work has been boring. Oh, man, I just can't deal with such and such anymore. Oh, 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 and it just goes on. That's the language of Satan. That's the language of the father of lies to constantly keep us in a dialogue of his negative world and his negative space. And when you add that into this place of headlines, which is what we're dealing with right now, like the Trump thing, it cracks me up. Look, man, I, this is how I see it. If Let's just say they take Trump to Gitmo. I'm like, wow, we actually lived in a time where the elites got in a war with each other and one side actually had the backbone to arrest a former president and throw him in Gitmo. <laughs> That's some real stones, man. That's their war. You know, what's that going to change in the cost of tea in China? Nothing. Might affect the stock market a little bit, but that's a whole Ponzi scheme to begin with. How's that going to affect Johnny's education in public school? It's not. How's that going to affect the gas prices? It's not. How's that going to affect the homeless problem? It's not. And how's that going to, what's that going to do to bringing a nation closer to Jesus? Well, I hope it does a lot. I hope people literally look at this and go, this is nuts. I'm going to go figure out what's going on. I need to go back and read the Bible. Yep. Bing, ding, 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 ding. You got it right there. And that's where we all need to be. We need to be in a place where we're literally reading more and more scripture, marinating in it, marinating in the word. And letting the Bible read us. We're great at reading the words and telling people what it says. Let the Bible read you. Let the Holy Spirit work in and set those words in deep into your soul. Psalm 107, Psalm 107, starting at 10. There were those who dealt, dwelt in darkness and in the shadow of death prisoners in misery and chains because they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he humbled their heart with labor. They stumbled and there were none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death and broke their bands apart. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his lovely, loving kindness and for his wonders to the Son of Men. For he has shattered gates of bronze and cut bars of iron asunder. Isn't this amazing? Prisoners in misery and chains because they had rebelled against the words of God. We would cast them off in a heartbeat in this day. And yet, the Lord, they cried out to the Lord in the end, and he saved them out of their distress. <laughs> if you go to some churches, they're going to be like, okay, well, that can't exactly be because they didn't get a proper baptism. They didn't say these certain verses, and therefore they couldn't have Jesus in their heart. There's no way. That is so much crap, I'm going to tell you right now, because Jesus didn't do that. People are coming to Christ and accepting the Lord, and the Lord is loving them for it. And we have an obligation to get out here and to meet people where they are and to help bring them truly, truly to the glory of what heaven is about. There's people out here right now that are meeting Jesus and they've never been in church. And I'm going to tell you, most churches would throw them out and they wouldn't go in there because their hair looks different, because their words are rough. They use, they'll use things like the F-bomb because that's what they've learned on the street or where they've been around. But you know what's amazing is when we get them to the Holy Spirit and they meet that, they start to be transformed from within. 
We have to have a little trust in Jesus because he does great work, believe it or not. But God isn't a fan of religion. God wants a relationship with each one of us. And I'm wonderful when he wants. And it's there. It's there for the taking. And the more we lean in, the more amazing things happen. It's the miracles of heaven that we don't see that we should be seeing. We don't see healing, the spontaneous healing of Christ. Somehow we've doctrinalized that one out of existence because that's not supposed to happen. And yet we were told we will do greater works than he. What does that mean? That excites me so much. I pray into that every day. Father God, I want to be that one that you can show me. I can show others. Let me be the one who can experience greater works than he. And don't limit it to me, Father. Let it be anybody that reaches there that we can discover the power of doing greater works than he because it says so in red letter language. And that's us reaching higher. That's us visualizing a better and greater world. That's us living and reaching within the space that Holy Spirit's offering us. We're stepping in going, yes, send me. I'm ready, send me. I'm ready to heal the sick. I'm ready to cast out demons as I've done. I'm ready to raise the dead. I'm ready to do greater works than he. Whatever that means, Father, guide me and then buckle up. Buckle up. Because once we open that door, we're on for a whirlwind ride. Because life should be that way. Unbridled. Exciting. Not boring. God's word doesn't live in a pew. God's world lives, word lives in the world, in our heart, in the excitement of who we are. And it takes courage. And he's looking for his warriors. And by that, when we say warriors, I can almost guarantee everybody out here just went, zing, armor up. And we're seeing like some dude with armor, body armor. Maybe you got maybe you got an M4 or something across your chest. Maybe you got a long-range rifle. I don't know. You got some battle sword, battle spear. You got, you got your ammo pack on your side, whatever that is. If you're David, you got a slingshot. No. The warriors in Christ are so mighty and so committed to his word that they're fearless. They'll go anywhere. They'll dress like anybody. But they walk to places that no one would walk. They dare speak the truth when no one would speak it. And they shatter the paradigms to bring even the most wild to the feet of Jesus. The story that I love that just sums this up so much, and it's the story of how Glad Tidings Church was founded. And it's just, it's so awesome because there was a commune up on the mountains outside of Yuba City. And there was... This is like all hippies, all naked, wild sex, and drugs. That's all it was. And I've met the guy. I mean, he's awesome and glad tidings. And he, he wears a suit and tie all the time. And he walked up there and walked into the commune, and they thought he was a fed. And the head of the commune was telling people, flush, flush, flush all the drugs. Hide them, flush them. And when he got up there, he asked the guy, he said, he said, what are you here for? And, the, and the, the guy from the church who has a suit and tie says, I'm here to talk to you about Jesus. And he says, I live up here. There's no Jesus. He says, I'm here to talk to you about Jesus Christ. He goes, dude, I'm telling you, I live on this mountain. There's nobody up here by some name, Jesus Christ. And the guy that suit and tie says, do you even know what I'm talking about? The son of God, Jesus, who was sacrificed, 
for all your sins? And the guy looks at him. He says, what? Somebody got sacrificed for all my sins, like all of them? He says, yeah, all of them. He says, tell me about this Jesus. So he went on to tell him a bit about Jesus. He goes, so let me get this right. He goes, he sacrificed himself for my sins. How do I, how do I get some of this? He goes, you have to accept Jesus. He goes, and he's going to forgive me for everything? He says, I've got a lot of them, you know. He's like, okay. Is this like a one-time shot, clean deal, a clean slate? He goes, well, kind of, but you still have to work to get to know Jesus. You have to stay with him. It doesn't just happen one time. Now you're going to be walking with him. This guy could not say a word. This hippie couldn't say a word without putting an F-bomb every other word. This is the story. Lots of testimonies on this. So finally he says, well, what do I need to do to accept Jesus? So the guy said, well, we need to pray together. And he accepted Jesus right there. And the guy, that hippie, will tell the story former hippie. He says, something happened. The minute that happened, he never swore again. He walked into the commune. He told him, he said, put on your clothes, get rid of your drugs. We're now going to be following Jesus. He lost about 60% of his people. The rest of them stayed with him and they built a church. The Church of Glad Tidings. It just took one guy in a suit and tie with the spine and the courage to go up there with the word and speak it and tell the truth to bring an amazing story to life of somebody who didn't even know who Jesus was that then walked with Jesus and built the foundations of what is Glad Tidings Church today. Every one of us has that in us. And we can't be comfortable in this point in time. We can't be comfortable at all. It's a reminder, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. You ever sit back and ask yourself, like, what, is, what does hope mean? What does a future mean in God's eyes? Does it mean he wants you to have a billion dollars and have a private jet? You know, it's a real humbling thing when you realize that he who has nothing that gives everything is going to have a greater place in heaven than he who has everything and gains all the wealth and shares nothing. It's pretty amazing. That's the parable of the poor rich young man. An opportunity to walk with Jesus and he couldn't sell everything. He couldn't do it. Each one of us has such an amazing opportunity. Each one of us has given, has been given much. When you compare us to those that have nothing. And so as is said, where much is given, much is asked. I'm telling you, patriots, this is a time right now to dig in deep to the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, Father God is moving. I'm telling you, he's, he's going to be moving in the most amazing way. If you're a doomsayer looking for the end of the world times, like we're going to be in brimstone and fire, probably not the place for you here tonight because that's not what's coming. And I'm telling you, that's not what's coming. There's going to be a shakeup. Oh, sure. It's going to happen. It's going to be difficult. We're all going to be put through the trials. And the way through those trials is as I've been speaking in the last couple of weeks. It's the place where the captain of the Lord's armies stood. When Joshua said to him, are you for us or against us? And he said, no, or neither, depending on your translation. And instead he said, you're standing on holy ground. Take off your sandals. And Joshua fell to his his knees before him. That's the place we need to stand in kingdom space, detached from this nonsense of the world, 
working with the Lord, listening to where he wants us to be, listening deep to that voice that gives us that nudge, that push, refining our discernment so we understand where he's speaking to us and when he's not. Because there's deceivers out here right now, of course. There's all sorts of deception intended to convolute that space. But as we listen to the Lord and he leads us, it's a fantastic journey we open ourselves up to. And the more we follow it, the more spontaneous it becomes, the more miraculous we witness. And stories just begin to unfold in the most amazing ways. You know, I've been nudged lately to, over the years, I would say it this way, I've had a passion for coffee. And over the last couple of years, Fathers has lightly tapped, like pursue that. And I've talked a little bit about roasting my coffee and the way I've done it, old cowboy style way. And in the last month or so, Father's really been nudging me. It's like, go to, another, go to a new level. So I've been talking to a company that makes professional coffee roasters. And, and in the process, I'm going to go up to Portland and do a little bit of training with him. But as I was talking to the salesman, he's like, there's somebody you need to meet. And he doesn't know me. He says, but the reason you like this guy is he trains how to roast coffee by smell and by look and color. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is my style. I don't want, I don't like digital processors. In fact, this company that makes this roaster, they don't need digital processors. They're just showing people how the digital side works. So today on the way back, I pull up the email, see the guy. He's back near Charlotte, North Carolina. And I call him. But as I'm dialing the number, I look down on his signature block in his email, and it says, in Christ. I'm like, well, this is going to be interesting. So he answers the phone. How you doing? I said, great. What's going on? He says, having a good day. about you? I said, man, I'm walking with the Holy Spirit, having a great day. We just need a little more Jesus in our world. And he goes, amen. Well, here's the deal. And only God can do this. Of all the possible people in the world that I'm interested in learning how to roast coffee from, that does it by smell and color, and it's the look, the smell, the feel, using your senses. He's been roasting coffee for 15 years. See, 18 years ago, he was in the church doing youth ministry. Until that didn't quite work out. He's been to seminary. He's, he is a minister. He is a pastor. Now he uses coffee for his ministry. He runs a youth ministry every Sunday night in his coffee shop. I'm telling you, I was just like, wow, this is crazy. He's been on missions across the world. He's been to into Africa. And he has this deep passion for coffee. And I'm like, dude, you are speaking my language. This is awesome. See, when we start trusting in God and listening to him, the most amazing things begin to happen. Doors open that only he can open. And as we do this and he leads us, we're, you know that the farther these things open, you know you're on the right path. That's part of the confirmation. It's like going down a road and you're like, I don't want, man, I hope I made the right turn. I keep driving around. I hope I make the right turn. You don't know. You're hoping you did. And then suddenly that signpost comes up and it's the right road number. And you're like, that's it. I'm on the right path. God works like that. And when we're willing to step out and trust in him, he's going to open up these doors and we're going to see stuff. And then we're going to know like, wow. So then what happens? Like this. It's like, okay, I know how much those coffee roasters are. They're not cheap. So I could do this. I'm like, oh, what a waste of time. Can't afford it right now anyway. No sense in doing doing it. Forget, forget it. The training is X number of dollars. That's oh, too expensive. I'm not going to put my money into that right now. And I don't have the money. It's going to take me. A, it's going to take me way too long to save for that coffee roaster. I'm not going to do it. No, wrong answer. The Lord puts you there. So this is where, where we go. All right, Lord. Loving this. This is awesome. Here's the costs. We want this to go forward. We're going to need the resources. I'm praying into the resources. If this is where you want me to be, heaven has unlimited resources, and this is the path you put me on. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for here. And we trust in it, and we lean into it, and we press into it harder, and we run with it. And when we run with it, it's back to stewardship. We will use everything we can. We will maximize everything he gives us until we're out, and then we might hit a wall. And it's then and there, and especially right now as we hit those walls, this isn't about quitting. This is about pushing in harder. Overcomers. We have to be the overcomers, not the being subduders. <laughs> I just made up a word. I don't even think that's a legal word, but I just made it up. A subduder. A victim of being subdued. I just defined it. There. Now you can put that in Bard's official dictionary. I'm not going to be a victim of being subdued. I'm, I am on fire with the Holy Spirit. I am in fire with my love for Jesus. I am on fire with my relationship with Father God. And I want everybody to feel that. It is literally an addictive fire. Because once you get there, you cannot get you can't get enough of it. I love driving down the road in a casual way and saying, hey, Jesus, I need to talk to you. And I like the fact that Jesus sits in the side of the truck and I can be that crazy dude talking to somebody in the side of the truck and people drive by and go, that dude driving that Jeep, he's a whack job. And I'm like, you think what you want because I've got my best friend, I've got the Lord, I've got Jesus sitting in my passenger seat and we're having a conversation about life and things and everything and it's going pretty well. And it does. But we've got to trust. And we have to just absolutely live into this in the most amazing way. This is the time. There's no greater time in our life right now than now. And I'm telling you, mountains are moving. So here's what I'm going to give you tonight. And yes, Patriots, I, every time I come back from like a great conference, I am on fire anyway. But this just lights me up even more. But here's the deal. Reach into Father. Pray to him. Ask him where he wants you to go. Let's say, let's say Father comes back and says, I want you to get your license to fly planes. And you're like, I have no resources. Don't throw that out. Cast it out. Whatever he puts on your heart. Listen. Start making the steps that you can make within the resources that you have. Pray into it. Each step, pray into it. Keep praying. This is a constant conversation. This isn't like, let me schedule a prayer for today. No, this is a constant dialogue. And if it's where Father wants you, just lean in hard. Trust in that. Keep pushing with everything you have. Where much is given, much is asked. And where faith is given, we have the obligation to hold that line, never bow. But make your plans. Share them with God. Share them with Father. If, if it inspires you, I'll give you a vision. I'll share it with you right here tonight. Yeah, I love coffee. One time I thought about having a coffee shop. I don't want to think that way now. No, that's lame. This is what I'm dreaming of now. I'm dreaming of a network of Bard's Nation coffee shops where we gather. It's blessed by the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking of a place all over this nation that builds to a magnitude that's greater than Starbucks because it's a place where we can come and we can pray and we can worship together. We can hang out together. We can have conversations together. It is a place blessed by the Holy Spirit. It's a place that's on fire. When you come in, you feel that magnitude. It's a place where people work there because they're drawn to the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a place where, oh yeah, the sourdough, that's what's on the on the menu with your coffee. Sweeteners are made with are done with honey because the that's coming from Bards Nations people all over the place. There, you want a vision? Think big. Build big. Dream big. Let Father know your dreams. Because heaven's winding up to wage a war. And it's not going to be a war with guns like we think. This is going to be a war of our passions, our things that he's put on our hearts to do because the enemy can't defeat that. The enemy can't come at you and break you down when you're walking with the Holy Spirit going, uh, sorry, not a chance today, Satan, get behind me. I'm walking with Jesus. Get out of here. 
because I've already got my focus. I've got my mission orders, and I'm moving out, and nothing you do is getting in my way. Light it up, patriots, because this is an amazing time to live, and God wants to hear what our dreams are. He wants to dream with us. He doesn't care about these headlines. This is nonsense. What he wants to hear is what's the passion of our hearts for the dream of the world we want to be part of. And he knows that when we're living in that space and we're truly sharing with him, we're sharing the things that he wants to experience with us as well. So open the door, invite him into the table, sit him down and let him share a meal. And in the process, you will gain the glory and the blessings of heaven. It is such an exciting time. And yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool to kick Starbucks' tail with a God-driven coffee chain. I don't mind telling you. Everything that they do, we can do better. Why? Because we've got God. Everything that they manifest, we can crush and we can recreate because God creates, they mock. So, dream big. Share it with Father. Use it within the space that he wants you to go. If he wants you to ride horses, then dream big. Go beyond what you think you could do. Trust in him to lead you. If you're going to ride horses, maybe you want to learn how to make saddles. Maybe you want to run a whole, you want to build a whole herd of horses that people will ride. I don't know. Don't limit yourself, man. That's the biggest thing. And once we get to that space and we start bringing those into the world and we start putting that into Father, man, that's excitement time. You've got war angels up here that are just excited to get down into this fight because they want to unleash their battle cry onto these demons. They want to let the passions of God's children let set free. And they want to see this world shake with the love of the, of the kingdom. And those cloud of witnesses are looking at each and every one of us and they're like, Pick it up, people. Let's go. We, they're cheering for us every single day. Man, heaven's excited for where we're going. They just want to see us awake with the passion of the Holy Spirit. It's right there. So light it up and let it flow. And don't restrain it and run with the joy of the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, this has been another great conversation. And Jesus, we are just so blessed to have you here tonight. We just pray tonight for everybody that's listening that the passions of their heart will just be opened up to heaven. And Jesus, just fill it with all that is needed for those dreams to grow. To be able to put that into heaven and say, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. As the heart shares the love of heaven to, re to create things on this earth. What an amazing time to live. And thank you, Father, for having us here. I was trying to just guide people away from this muckery of headlines and nonsense that's going on out here. And as we keep our eyes on it, it's kind of like tracking a a rat, which is not fun. But we know that we can be part of building the trap to literally be part of the creation of the perfect army it's whose passions for heaven exceed anything Satan could put before us. For our love of Jesus is so profound that before us sit the dreams and the passions that come through that through our gifts and talents that you've given us. And in so doing, we strike like a mighty force as heaven pours down through us and we hear the whimperings of demons and Satans crawl back into their hole. Nothing stands before us. Satan, get behind us. God, thank you. Jesus, thank you. We bless all that you are. We thank all that you are. We humble ourselves before you. We ask for repentance and forgiveness for our sins and now stand mightily in this space, ready to be called to battle and led forward as we need. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Celebrate the greatness of who we are. Celebrate the perfection of who we are. And if 
If your body's not in perfect order, okay. Pray for healing. Believe in it. Ask for prayers of healing. Believe in it. We have to believe deeper than we ever have that they can do greater works than he. Greater works than he. Man, that just excites me. I don't even know what that means. But I'm telling you, I'm open. Show me. And show me, oh, Father, what that means. Because it's it's exciting. And I'm not going to limit it. You know, I can already hear, that's not what it meant. I'm like, get out of my way. It's red letter language. I'm putting my faith in the miracles of Christ and the statements that's greater works than he. Because he said that for us all, I'm walking in it. And wherever it leads me, it leads me. And I'm good. Because it's going to be great doing that because it's all part of the walk with the Holy Spirit. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. Ever, ever, ever. God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. (laughs) God bless. Good night. Thank you. Light the fires, Patriots. Out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deep